Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This week, we're going to talk some Bowser's Fury and Valheim before diving into some news. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for their contributions. Apparently, everybody with a last name that starts with K really likes us, but everybody else doesn't. Uh, K for contribution. It, it, case, contribution starts with C, um, but okay. Not now. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. We're going to be recording a side quest today where we give ourselves, uh, we allot ourselves the special attributes from Fallout the Fallout franchise, as well as apply perks to ourselves. Um, it'll be a fun one, I think. I, I oh, think I picked so. perks that I wish I had. Yeah, well, so I, I did a so, little. Di- okay. Yeah, okay. I picked three perks that that apply to me. I picked three perks that I wish I had. <laughs> well, it's well, yeah, I they, need help in those departments. <laughs> as, well, when you when you when you hear my reasoning behind my special like selections, you will understand why I picked the the perks that I picked. All right, I, yeah, I we'll see how it goes. Plus, if you just know how fat and slow I am, it all makes sense. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, you also get access, early access, to the um, Horror Movie Yearbook. Also has their bonus episodes that they do through our Patreon. And they all these episodes do show up in the feed eventually on our off weeks. But if you want access to them early, please consider joining the Patreon. It's only like a dollar. Again, like, it's pretty sweet. If you spend five bucks... You get to join the, our Discord server, and you get to you can talk to all of the hosts from all the shows on the network directly. We have some really great conversations about how bad some of the Marvel movies are, as well as <laughs> a bunch of horror things going on, which is pretty cool. And how awesome the first Blade movie is—the first original awesome Marvel movie that nobody seems to care about except Tim and myself. Um, so <laughs> that's consider- not true. There's it's some the, big Blade fans in our in our the, Discord. The first Blade movie is the greatest Marvel movie ever made. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, every time you guys talk about it, I'm like, man, every line from this movie is gold, and I should probably see it again at some point. Abs- absolutely. 100% gold. The whole thing. The The movie it should have just been released in a golden case. I'm so. pretty sure I haven't seen that movie all the way through this side of puberty. Like, I don't think I've seen it in a very long time. <laughs> And so I feel like uh, I always appreciated Deacon Frost and the fact that Stephen Dorff plays a man named Deacon Frost. Just, just how cool but is that name, Deacon Frost? It's pretty good. It's, it's great. Good. And he's yeah. also a pretty solid villain. The CGI in the movie, not so hot. I would avoid yeah. uh, criticizing that because you're just going to be disappointed. It's just, Turn of the millennium CGI. It's bad. But, and if uh, you watch the special features on the DVD where they show you the original ending, oh, man, are you in for a terrible treat? It is awful. <laughs> Maybe um, they should give that movie the uh, George Lucas special edition. Well, there's, there's, four, there's a 4K release of it that's out. I don't know there's if a the 4K effects release, are going to look And, and I think it's the trilogy, so you get all three of them. Mm. On the 4K release. Also, they do have Mahershala Ali playing Blade in the new series, I believe, that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. So that's exciting as well. But anyways, mm-hmm. enough Blade talk. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we are Twitch affiliates. You can use your free Twitch Prime subscription to subscribe to us on Twitch, which also gets us some extra money to help us pay our bills, like uh, hosting and stuff like that. Or maybe buys us games every once in a while, which is cool because games are expensive, especially when you run a podcast and you got to buy them all the time. 
Um, that being said, Alex, do you have any bumpers for the network? Yes, I do. Uh, the Midwest Film Nerds podcast covered Tenet last week, the Christopher Nolan movie that eventually got released in the United States. So please go listen to that. The Horror Movie Yearbook Boys talked about Train to Busan Peninsula, uh, which is a kind of follow-up to Train to Busan and has been, uh, uh, it's up on Netflix, I believe. And they also talked about the Mortal Kombat movie trailer that came out this week as well. So go listen to that conversation. And uh, their bonus episodes are now called Tiny Terrors. And uh, they have one coming out. Yeah, they have one coming out about John Carpenter's new album, Lost Themes 3. Uh, So that will be coming out on the main feed. It's available now on the Patreon, and it'll be available this week uh, on Thursday or Friday. Uh, for the uh, for the non Patreon listeners, so quick, uh, uh, and then also uh, Blade Talk is coming to the Midwest Podcast. Network. Yeah, we're going to start a whole new podcast <laughs> just about Blade. It's going to be called Sharpen Your Blade, and it's all about <laughs> Blade trivia. Can I can I ask one more Blade centric question here? Absolutely. This whole podcast um, is shifted no, you to can Blade. Email now. it. This is the first episode of Sharpen Talk. Your Blade. <laughs> <laughs> right here um how are they supposed to do this series on disney plus like blades mm. far from pg yeah so there's um there's some possibility that it will be on hulu instead of disney plus but okay. i hear there's also talk that disney plus may eventually have and a uh, like a, a mature section that can be parent parental controlled. Yeah, for all, for all that rule thirty four Disney shit. <laughs> get ready yeah. for it. Or you know the the movies on the National Geographic Channel about people climbing mountains without harnesses and potentially dying that kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. It, it remains to be seen how that stuff will work. I have to imagine at some point that Hulu might just not exist anymore and it might all come under Disney Plus, but we'll have to see how they handle that. Well, I am curious. That's a solid choice for Blade. For sure. Yeah. Yep. I feel like I but had something yeah, else it. I wanted to say about Blade, but oh no, I did I wanted to touch on um the a quick uh horror movie yearbook conversation slash midwest game nerds combination here of uh did you guys see the article about the the lady who was pissed off that chun li isn't represented in the mortal Kombat movie <laughs> yes and i'm not convinced that that wasn't somebody at jezebel being like let's look at all the nerds that are about to piss their pants when i post this video or post this i'm article. sure they got a ton of clicks out of it but man they, like, yeah they, a little they, bit leaked out of me that's for sure i was like <laughs> what are these people trying to pull here it was i think it was a big pile of troll bait and the internet took it for sure because it's i mean it's it's fucking genius like, it's the best <laughs> article that's ever been written because there's so many angry fucking nerds in the comments that are like um well actually yeah, uh, Chun Li is not Street a Kombat. They had to like take off their fedora and straighten their neck beard to <laughs> deal with that. One. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, neck beards are really rough these days with uh, wearing masks and all too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. get they get real itchy. But anyways, uh, you just comb it in the opposite direction, then you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you just kind of comb like your make beard, a tuft of hair, comb your yeah. beard Push up over your the, face, uh, and it creates another filter layer between your breathing apparatuses and your mask. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, almost so. as good as a charcoal filter or something. <laughs> Not quite N95 <laughs> though. 
Uh, anyways. Uh, That's it for Blade Talk. We'll see you next week. Sharpen your blade. Oh. Sharpen one, your blade. One more Blade question. Okay. <laughs> Is Are there any Blade video games? No, I don't uh, think I'm so. I'm sure there are. That's actually related to our podcast. Somewhat. It's it's just called there's Castlevania, probably... but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I assume there's probably like a a, a Game Boy Advance uh, licensed version of Blade Two or something like that. Yeah, but... and you get to see this like weird like <laughs> digitized version of of Wesley Snipes pop up on the screen, and it says some yeah. motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill, but it says it like <laughs> like that's how he talks, but the words it spells out the words on the screen. There's a quick Google search reveals Blade 1 for PlayStation and Blade 2 for PlayStation 2. I have no idea how good these are. They have uh, to be just terrible. (laughs) I'm now requesting a multimedium episode on that. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll put the email it into him. Oh, yeah, there's a blade for the Game Boy Color. (laughs) It's so good. It's the movie cover. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. We yeah, should just no, do probably that, own that'll be a retro re- review bonus episode is like <laughs> each of us will play one of the three games. There okay. you go. For real. Last question, though. Is it available <laughs> on uh, UMD? Is that? <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Uh, let's see. Blade UMD. How do I not own I that already? Own I should. Own, I need a copy of that, too. If you find it on eBay, I'll take one. Why does it? <laughs> The, the the Amazon listing says that Vince Vaughn and Rachel McAdams are in Blade. <laughs> uh, Blade 1 did come out on UMD, uh, and oh, and Blade 2 did as well. They can both be yours on eBay. It looks like the first one is on sale for uh, about $12 plus $5 shipping, so that's a steal. That sounds totally uh, worth it. Go and get your 360p copy of Blade and Blade 2. Watch it on my PS, my hacked PSP. Right. I guess yep. we should talk about video games. Two people already left the Twitch chat. <laughs> yeah. All they talk about is fucking Blade. This podcast sucks. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's because they weren't hearing us because I didn't switch to this. <laughs> oh, man. That's okay. Sorry, Alan. Uh, you just missed a lot of Blade talk. But you know what? We're going to get right into the video games, which is what the show is actually about. <laughs> <laughs> So li- li- those of you in the viewing audience, please listen to the actual episode if for you, the first if you 20 hear minutes. 13 minutes of Blade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Watching us just talk without hearing us for 13 minutes has got to be really stimulating. Yeah. Hey, Materia Mosh was playing. So, yeah, you know, cool. it's just a said cool the song. show was coming soon. And you know what? The actual show is here right now. So let's get to it. Right. I, didn't, I haven't played anything at all. So I'm going to let you guys take it away for the what we've been playing segment. At all? all right. like, I, I honestly, I have a minute. I haven't touched my computer to play games or any consoles of any sort. He's, uh, he's only been watching Marvel movies. I, which yeah, is literally. Demonstrated. I've. I've, in I've, our Disney Plus spoilers channel in our Discord. I have so. watched the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe minus Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I have not finished WandaVision. So, um, I've yeah, that's all I've done. Why the hell did you do that? You're so against that. Because I like I liked watching WandaVision, and I was like, I need to go back and understand like why she's in this position she's in. Which I mean, in watching all the movies, it doesn't really explain it anyways. Other than the fact you wasted your time. Other than the fact that she's in love with Vision, like whatever that makes sense. Okay, anyways, 
I haven't played shit. <laughs> uh, if you want to count the DVD menu basically on my TV as a game, then yes. Uh, I yeah, I played that. So, anyways, what have you guys played? Talk about it. Um, I've finished Hades in basically its entirety after a hundred and something playthroughs and fifty something clears. Uh, I'm done with the full, kind of the main story content of the game. Um, it's still very good. Everybody should pick it up as soon as they can. And um, the the entire um, Hades is going to be coming to Switch on physical uh, cartridge. So anybody who's against buying digital games can now pick up Hades. Hell yeah. But it more... Uh, importantly, I get not necessarily more importantly, but kind of a bigger release that a lot of people are talking about. Um, last week, they released Super Mario World th- or Super Mario 3D World for the Nintendo Switch, which was a game that came out for Wii U. Um, but they've now also added in something called Bowser's Fury, which is kind of a separate thing that you can boot into once you open up that game on your Switch. And it's a one to two player game. Kind of, you know, one person playing as Mario, the other person can like assist as Bowser Jr. in his little floating thing. Um, and it is essentially kind of, it feels like what could be the next Mario game. Kind of, instead of doing Odyssey, where you're hopping to different planets into smaller open world segments, it feels like they're trying to figure out a more, um, connected experience uh that just kind of is a vast open world for mario so in this case it's kind of like a series of islands that you unlock more as you do some of these challenges but it's kind of it's very similar to odyssey in that like when you hop onto a set of islands you'll have like five different moons that you could find although they're called cat shines in this game because the game is very cat themed for some reason so it just gets it gets away from like the overworld thing like yeah going on? there's no like spaceship it's just like here's one big map that mario can run around on and get different stars from and uh and because it's a cool. series of islands you can u- use this uh use this dinosaur thing that you can ride on in order to get to different seri- parts of islands or you can also kind of swim in the water too john what were you gonna ask i don't remember so it's it's basically just kind of like open world mario with uh objectives that you can complete on these different islands but then also the kind of big thing and the reason that it's called bowser's fury is that every several minutes this huge giga bowser pops up in the middle of the map and he can uh you know he has a bunch of like flaming stuff that kind of crashes down on you if you don't like run away from it or he can like spit this big beam of fire at you and um and there's certain blocks that only he can destroy. So if you you need to if you need to destroy these blocks to accomplish one of your missions, you need to be near that block when he pops up. And so you can either make him go away by just waiting it out. You can make him go away by discovering or collecting one of the cat shines. Or there's this option where like every like uh, five and then 15 and then 20 and now 40 i think cat shines that you collect you unlock this huge power up that turns you into like giga cat mario or some bullshit and then you can hmm. fight back at this big giga bowser and make him go away for a slightly longer period of time um 
and overall it's pretty interesting i think by the end of the game if you collect all the cat shines and you can like finally defeat bowser or whatever something of that nature i'm still playing it i've probably gotten about i don't know two or three hours into it so far and i'm maybe almost halfway through um so it's not super long but it's kind of a nice little addition to a pretty what's already a pretty solid mario game for those who haven't played super mario 3d world um which is, you know, just it's kind of like Super Mario 3D Land, which is on the 3DS. It is not the new Super Mario Brothers games. You can cooperate in these, and it's a little bit less frustrating because it's kind of like an, a more open field for you to run around rather than like a platform, like a pure platforming side scroller where you can like bump into each other a lot and screw each other over. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's pretty good. I've been enjoying it. Uh, I did play it a little bit on the Wii U back in the day, and then I sold my Wii U, so I'm glad to be able to play it on the Switch now. Um, but Bowser's Fury is a pretty cool addition, and I think it's kind of an indicator of where they might go with a new Mario game in the future, whether that's on the Switch or whatever comes next. So, um, Sweet. But yeah, those those are the two things that I've been playing. Awesome. Sounds cool. I might check it out when it goes on sale, which we know... Mario games don't really ever go yeah, on it'll sale. It'll be like 45 bucks in like a year. So, yeah, you can yeah. pick it yeah. up then. You, cool. you can get it used for $55 maybe. That too, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, That's the other weird thing that I discovered is that GameStop isn't really taking trade-ins anymore from all that I know. I could be wrong. They don't want your COVID germs on your discs they, that you use as coasters. I guess I like. Which, I might have only just searched for like Godfall and Assassin's Creed, but I, I, I like <laughs> maybe it's just they don't want these games that a lot of people yeah. might be turning in or they have a lot of copies of at this point. I don't know. I was, I was going to say nobody wants those games because they have too many copies. <laughs> That's entirely the game stops on him. But anyway. Welcome to the ad spot for role playing and role playing, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast based in the Midwest. We like to have a lot of fun, some laughs, and definitely a lot of character development too. So feel free to check us out on Spotify and anywhere podcasts are really available. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rroleplaying, which is spelled R O L L. It's like a play on words. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Sorry, Brian, you were going to talk about games that you've been playing. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to talk about, but um, I played a lot of Apex Legends, finally. Like, I know it's been out a while, and I played it when it came out, but I didn't really, like, stick with it. Hmm. But they have duos now, so I've been playing with Jim a lot, getting pretty decent at it. It's fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, they used to only have trios, and that was a problem for me because I felt like I could only find one person to play with at a time, and I hate playing battle royale games with strangers, mm. even though that game makes it pretty easy with all the uh, like contextual pinging and stuff you can do, so you don't actually have to verbally talk with people okay. to under to communicate. But anyways, uh, that that is what it is, like. I feel like it hasn't changed that much other than there's a ton of legends now. And there used to be, I think, six when I started. Now there's probably at least twice that, I want to say. Um, Coming soon to the and Nintendo then I played, Switch, I believe, as well, which is exciting. Oh, yeah, that. it is. Yeah. And it is cross-platform, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I uh, have also played Valheim, which is like a new kind of Norse themed 
um, survival game that is like a big deal right now. Uh, Why is it a big deal, Brian? I mean, I'm not entirely sure sometimes, <laughs> but like it, it is instantly charming for sure. Like it's kind of got a lo-fi graphics look to it, but it like has good art direction. So it looks really good and bad at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 uh the wind effects and like the the uh water effects and stuff are super cool. The lighting's pretty decent. Um but I mean like the animations like wow when it came out kinda it's not very good. And, and the textures, textures are look whatever. Bad. <laughs> yeah. But it it doesn't matter. Like it it looks good for what it is. I mean and um, it plays really well. Like it, it, it's all the the usual survival mechanics, but they kind of uh, watered down some of the stuff to the more essentials, like eating food and stuff. Really, just deals it like increases your stamina bar and stuff like that, and your health bar. Um, and you don't really have to eat that often, but you kind of have to keep like a balanced diet, like some fruit, some meat some veggies, whatever, to get the most out of the food. I'm bad at that in real life. I don't know that I'm going to yeah, be any better I mean, about it in a I'm game. I'm just like, where, where's the Viking Burger King or something? <laughs> but no, no such luck. There's a hell of a lot of boars to kill, though. So nice. that's cool. Yeah, Gladys yeah, said it's the only game that parts. he's played that looks good and trash at the same time. <laughs> it's true. It's like a really weird mix. It's like... I mean, I watched some videos of it even before I had played it, and I was like, I don't know why, but like, I want to play this, but this really doesn't look like the kind of game I'd want to play. Because I'm not super into survival games, I will admit that. Like, I, and honestly, I've already fallen off this game, but I'm not saying I won't go back. It's just all of all survival games, no matter how they fix problems with old survival games, are still like, tedious to me in 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 ways that everyday life is tedious <laughs> and it really it really gets to me it's just it's not satisfying very quickly like at first it's satisfying cuz it's like ooh i'm exploring a new world i can uh like build things and stuff that i can't do in per- like in real life like i can't just go and cut some trees down and build a cool house or whatever but then like i get ambitious too quickly and the game doesn't keep up with my ambition like i want to build cool shit and i don't want some fucking little creatures coming out of the woods every two seconds to stop me from cutting down one tree (laughs) it's like constant they're easy enemies at one point it just becomes a tedious nuisance and uh yeah, like Zach said in the chat here, like it's super time consuming as well. Just like the tedious stuff you have to do in in real life in order to get anywhere in life. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess what I need from this kind of game is if I put in the effort of in doing the tedious stuff, I want that part to get easier, quicker. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to get more efficient. Yeah. Like I feel like when I got the new cool axe in this game, like the upgraded axe, which is supposed to let you cut trees down quicker or whatever. And also 
help you uh, cut down different kinds of trees. I've, I expected like a bigger jump in efficiency and there's just not. And that just kills it for me. Like, I don't want to be spending the same, almost the same amount of time mining or cutting trees down or hunting as I was in the early stages of the game. I want, I want that to be like somehow like automated at some point. Yeah, that's, you know? that's interesting. Like you should be able to hire people to go and do that for you. Or like you should be more efficient at using those. So you require less of them for your recipes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be that. I feel like that would help me, you know, grind a little bit less against those games because I I have the same issues yeah. that you do with them. It's my just, issue with like I don't mind the tedium of that sort of stuff. I hate the tedium of always having to keep characters fed or like hydrated mm-hmm. and shit like that. That drives me nuts. Like yeah, that that's pretty minimal. Like I said, like you don't even have to drink water or anything in this game, but you can make mead, which is quite a chore, honestly. Like it is in real life, but it, I, I mean, that's awesome because meat's great. I'm glad that's an option in the game, but, um, Zach says, yeah, another thing, Zach says at least Valheim definitely creates a great example of how to do early access, right? This is true because this is a relatively bug free experience that seems feature complete. Nice. Similar to what I think Hades probably was in early access, but I didn't try it then. Yeah, and it, this is only twenty bucks as well right now, um, from what I can see, which is which yeah, is good. Uh, yeah, it was twenty. So, and it, I mean, it's it's fun to play with friends. Like you can do, I think, up to ten in a server. Yeah, um, and you can actually set up dedicated servers too. But the downside of a dedicated server is you're town can get destroyed while nobody's logged in Mm. stuff like that because time keeps going on without you but you can also like you it basically when you start a game though it randomly generates a world for you Mm. somewhat i mean there's there's a lot of similarities to each world but the layout's all different and it's massive um and your character can be persistent. You can just take it to anybody else's game. So that's kind of cool too. Like not all survival games are like that. So is, that saves is there a some progression? of the grind. Like, is there a progression yeah. system? So like, like leveling up and stuff does take place. Yeah. Um, basically if you do something a lot, you level up like Skyrim style, like the more you cut. So the more you cut down trees, the more efficient you do get at it, but it's just not, I feel like they need to balance that a little bit. Mm. Like I, I want to be like, I, I want to feel like I have chainsaw arms at this point for how many <laughs> trees I've cut down. Like I want this to be done quick. I want to be able to cut down a whole tree without being attacked. Like I said, like being able to only cut down four trees and log and like bring them back to town in a day. Do you have to is like ridiculous? Do you have they take to up so much? Yeah. Do you, you have to cut the tree down to get wood off of it? Or are you able, yeah. like, or, okay, so it's not like, what, what was it, like maybe terraria or anything like that, where, like, as you're cutting it to chop the whole tree down, like, it's spitting out pieces of wood at you? Not that I can tell. Okay. Basically, you have to cut it down and then cut it down even further. Like, it drops in segments. Um, not like the forest where it like once it hits the ground, no. it just turns into wood piles No, or logs, which or I prefer yeah. that actually. Um, 
I mean, honestly, what it sounds like is it could be kind of. I, w- I wonder if, uh, and I no, no, no offense to Zach and and uh, Gladish, who I know you've been playing with, but I wonder if there's a world where like the ten people that you're playing with, you have two people that are on offense and one person that's sitting there chopping the tree as the other people are dealing with these like yeah monsters. I mean, that's like essentially that. similar to how we were playing the forest when we were playing the forest. We had like three or four people playing and like. Some of us would go gathering supplies while the other ones are hanging out at the base and, like, building things. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as enemies would come towards us, like, we would all tackle taking care of the enemies. But, like, we were building things in, like, a nice, efficient manner and, like, stockpiling supplies as we could. Um, but, I yeah, I mean, I, like, Does I it- know, like, I like these sorts of games. I think they're fun. I really, like, Don't Starve, I think, is an awesome game. But the two, the, the, the survival aspect of the metabolism specifically is something that always gets on my nerves because I feel like it's like when you're trying to create these immersive simulated world sort of survival games, like that is the one thing that I feel is super not realistic in any way, shape or form. Cause you can survive how long without food, you know? And like the second your food meter drops to zero and like, don't starve, you start taking damage and like dying. And like, that doesn't happen necessarily like that way. I, I don't know, like, I just, I don't know if I'm looking for more of, like, a, like, realis- realism necessarily, but I'm, I guess I'm looking for more of, like, I, I like, um, I want to play those games without having to worry about food, and Don't Starve specifically, the food is not very plentiful to begin with, and you have to, like, seek it out and, like, make traps to catch animals and grow gardens and shit and like eat flowers. Like, so you're basically nitpicking at things until you can actually build up like a a full establishment to like have food on the regular. And I hate Mm -hmm. that. That drives me insane. Like I would much rather, like I'd rather be able to focus on building a cool base and being able to survive the night than having to like, Oh man, like I'm going to die. And it's because I couldn't find any carrots. Like, (laughs) yeah. Mm hmm. I hate that shit. It's a very hard thing to balance, I feel. Um, And I I definitely need to mention that Gladish is saying that I want to play a game without enemies, and that's not really true. Because, like, honestly, the enemies just need to be interesting and more, like, maybe a little less persistent, like maybe come in waves or something instead of just one or two at a time constantly. And don't get me wrong, there are, like, huge wave attacks that happen too. And it gives you a warning where it's like the trees are moving or something. And then a bunch of enemies will attack your base, but it's it's just like the, the, the constant random enemies that are always around that piss me off. Yeah. I feel and they're just not interesting to fight after you've killed a hundred of them or whatever. And I guess even like in the forest, they're not as interesting, but they still remain terrifying, which is fun. And the fact that you can toss their body into a fire to make bones out of them is cool. They still have a use, at least, instead of just, right. you know, dropping the millionth stupid little eye or whatever that the uh, the gray dwarfs or whatever they're called drop. I mean, that's a crafting item, too, but it's just it's not the same. It's not as engaging to me. And... uh yeah, I don't know. I guess that's what I need. I need the enemies to be a little more engaging, like more interesting. Uh also like not to bring up the forest again, but that's like the one that I've stuck with the most as far as survival games. Um 
the fact that you can really build defenses in that game is, uh, I feel like it really sets it apart compared to other games. Like you can build perimeter defenses somewhat in Valheim. Like you can do uh, spikes around your your fortified, like to help fortify your walls and stuff. To, so enemies take damage when they're trying to get to the wall. But you could do that in the forest along with a, probably like a half dozen or more types of traps that would outright kill them if you if you set them strategically, you know? And that's cool. Like, and that really cut down on a lot of the tedium for me. Like I had such a good setup of traps one time that I just basically, all I had to do was go out and clear bodies once in a while and reset traps. I didn't have to defend my base anymore actively. Well, and if it is early access, it sounds like there's a lot of different balancing and things that could happen or, you know, they can make the monsters um, drops more useful and, they can add more stuff to hopefully make it less tedious in a lot of ways. So, you know, it all depends on how that, or yeah. you should be, you should uh, send them a link to this episodes as your, as your feedback for the early access crowd. <laughs> so they can, you know, incorporate your words into what they should do in the future. It definitely has promise. They, they have I'll a discord s- server. So I'm assuming like they're probably, they probably have like a suggestion box or something in there, like feedback form or whatever, and like even stuff that they're working on so that, you know, if the things that you want could be coming in yeah. future updates and things like that, but cool. Yeah. Sounds fun. I would maybe pick it up at some point if, but I am actually quitting gaming after uh, tonight. So <laughs> I'm done with video games in general. Cause all the games I want, just keep getting thrown out. So, well, we'll uh, talk about that soon. 10 people sounds interesting. I've never played Minecraft, like a whole group of people. Um, and I don't, I've never played the forester. Like I don't play a lot of survival games cause I don't like them and they're terrible, but uh, you, you having, could do the forest with up to eight, having, in having general, like a larger, like, just group. having a, like like when we played Rainbow Six all the time and had like a, a solid crew that played constantly, like having a group of friends that you play the same games with all the time is cool. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I look at, you know, Jordan's server and, and his homies and they're all playing like No Man's Sky right now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they like they're fuck they're going hard at No Man's Sky yeah. right now. They actually play video I, games. They just don't. They yeah, don't they actually play them. games instead of just like farting around and putting up stupid memes and comics and shit like we do. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool to have a group of friends. I mean, I remember playing World of Warcraft with, you know, Ricky and Ben and, and Andy and, like, you know, whenever. Like, I, that was fun as hell to, like, have people to play those sorts of games with. So any game that's like that, like, I'd be interested in. Uh, it's just, a, like, you know, when I – we always talk about, like, oh, we can't get a crew together to play Rainbow Six anymore. And it's just like, well, if, if we actually scheduled a day to do it – yeah. I could probably make that work, but when it's the last minute on a Thursday afternoon, like, hey, anybody want to play tonight? Like, I, no, I can't. Like, I got, I, I got shit happening. Like, but I know otherwise, like, I can work around it. Or like, you know, like tonight, I knew we were going to record a podcast episode, mm-hmm. and that's so I didn't eat dinner yet because of the fact that I know that if I eat dinner, it's going to make me pass out. <laughs> so I'm already tired as hell to begin with. But I know if I eat food, it's just going to make me sleepy even more. So I figured I'll eat after I'm done recording the podcast so that that way I fall asleep and can actually just go to bed. So, well, we can work out our video game relationship problems on another at another time. 
on our on that our mean, new podcast <laughs> called Video Game Mediator or something like that. I admit you you got my hopes up saying you wanted to play Rainbow Six. Like I was I was hoping you were gonna say you wanted to play Rainbow Six or some other game after podcasting. Because you set aside the evening for podcasting. No, I said I set aside uh, between seven and about nine or nine thirty ish to like do podcasting stuff, and to then starve. I'm then I'm gonna go and eat an entire bag of frozen raviolis, <laughs> and then he's so, gonna okay. pass out. And then I'm, then I'm gonna I'm gonna drink a, a peanut butter. It's a it's a what what did we call it? What did Jordan call it? Uh, a fluffernutter beer, like a fluffernutter stout. It's basically like Elvis's famous sandwich that killed him. Uh, but it's a beer. I need some of that. It's unbelievable. Anyways. Hey, Kevin, I heard you're looking for a new video game podcast. I am looking for a new video game podcast. I'm looking for one with these specific parameters. Frequent Dark Souls comparisons, whining about frame rate, and detailed analysis of how fast or slow your character is in the game. Do you have that for me? Oh, boy. I have just the podcast for you. It's called Jump Crouch, and you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or any podcaster. You can also go to jumpcrouch.com to see more. That sounds like the plan for me. Let's talk about some news. (laughs) All right. We got a wide selection of news here, Uh, and some of it came in pretty hot. Um, Coming in hot. So this one is from Polygon. The Illinois, an Illinois representative wants to ban, quote, all violent video games, end quote, to curb violence. These were amendments that were introduced last week uh, by Marcus C. Evans Jr. in response to an increase in carjackings and violent crime in Chicago. Uh, House Bill 3531 would prevent all the sale of all violent video games in the state. And as defined in the bill, a violent video game is described as one that, quote, allows a user or player to control a character within the video game that is encouraged to perpetuate human-on-human violence in which the player kills or otherwise causes serious physical or psychological harm to another human or animal. Um, so no more is, beating up this? Bowser. This um, is like communist China? <laughs> is that what this is? Yeah. This this just sounds like an article I've read many times yeah, before. Like, well, it, 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 it's like it pops even, up every like four years. The, it's the, been scientifically disproven at this point, hasn't it? I think it's to been a, proven that video games actually like help people vent. Yeah, like it makes you less violent. Yeah, in <laughs> like 20, less compulsive. The uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here in this Polygon article. It looks pretty good. Uh, here's a quote from Justice Scalia. Like the protected books, plays, and movies that preceded them, video games communicate ideas and even social messages through many familiar literary devices such as characters, dialogue, plot, and music, and through features distinctive to the medium such as the player's interaction with the virtual world. That suffices to confer First Amendment protection. Um, so I don't, I don't think, uh, given... Given that uh, that so this was in this is in response to a 2011 California legislation that could not ban the sale of violent video games to minors. Uh, I assume this Chicago legislation would not hold up under the uh, under the Constitution of the United States of America. But you know, it's I been just, a while since I've heard Jack Thompson's name, and he's not mentioned in here anywhere. But uh, you know, I it's weird. I feel like this hasn't come up that re- like it used to be like. Every fucking video game that came out, especially after like 
you know, after Columbine and after Grand Theft Auto 3 was released. But um, I feel like the fever pitch has kind of died down at this point. So it's kind of weird that this has popped up again, you know. And they're like, let's stop the carjackings in Chicago. How about you actually try to, like, fix the issue? Why don't you make cars harder to steal? <laughs> Fuck. Like, why don't you make it on. so people don't feel the need to steal a car? How about that? Yeah, why, why don't, don't you make it so people have jobs so they don't have to steal shit <laughs> yeah. to get by? Right. Yeah. Like, let's but. strike at the root of the problem. No, it's the video games. Video games, clearly. So. Doom. That's fun. It's all Doom's fault. It's um, Doom and Marilyn Manson's fault, but Marilyn Manson's Well, I mean, been it might actually so. be his fault. <laughs> yeah. He is a piece of shit, so. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, Different podcast. Yeah. I don't know what that podcast is, but we'll find a name for it. Uh, Polygon also reporting with a bunch of PlayStation news that came out today. Days Gone is going to come to PC this spring with more PlayStation ports that are on the way. Uh, I bet Jim, that's going to make all these 3080s shine. Hey, it, I'm sure it would do, they already a, quite, do. A, a good job. Um, Days Gone is a very pretty game. Horizon Zero Dawn supposedly wasn't a particularly uh, spectacular port in the beginning. I don't know if it's gotten any better yet. But Sony CEO Jim Ryan said today in some interviews that they're planning to bring Days Gone out this spring. Uh, and that they will be bringing many more Sony uh, Sony video games. A whole slate of PlayStation video games are going to come to PC, uh, which is exciting. That's only good news, you know. We could maybe be seeing, Bloodborne, maybe, maybe, maybe. Could be seeing Bloodborne. Could but be maybe. seeing Uncharted games. Could be seeing all kinds of stuff. Um, so I that's great. Uh, I, other things that came out today included the announcement that there is a new VR headset in the works, but they are not going to have it out this year. And, um, you know, they, they hope to obviously continue to try to bringing more PS5s to, uh, you know, in general retailers for everybody to purchase. Yeah. Cause I mean, just wait till that the PS VR two comes out and you can't fucking buy that anywhere either. <laughs> Yeah, we can flash back to the uh, the halcyon days of the coronavirus and silicon uh, or semiconductor shortage that we're currently in right mm-hmm. now. But thanks, Obama. Yeah, um, I don't know. This is cool. It's good news for Sony to do this type of stuff. It's interesting that they're taking kind of a longer play with it because Days Gone is a f- like two years old at this point, yeah, almost like two. something like that. Yep. Um, so, you know, they're they're bringing them eventually, which is nice, and Microsoft's taking a more of a day-and-date approach with a lot of their first-party games right now, and obviously they're filling out some of the back catalog as well. Um, but that's pretty cool. Any other thoughts on that? No, well, I just, I just I, like this trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool, and uh, if you haven't played Days Gone, it's pretty solid. And if you have a PS5 already in, in uh, PS Plus, you can play it for free. Yes. With... Uh, mm. With a 60 frame per second update, and I think updated textures and all kinds of other stuff, too. Yes, it's part of the PlayStation collection, so uh, play it if you have not yet. Do it. Do it. Um, Next. The Verge reports, NVIDIA is nerfing its new RTX 3060 for Ethereum cryptocurrency mine, uh, mining, and uh, they also say here, NVIDIA has a new CMP product for professional mining instead. 
Um, so basically NVIDIA has, is going to release the RTX 3060. The 3060 Ti is already released, but the 3060 itself is not yet. And they are planning to, um, release drivers for it that reduce the hash rate of Ethereum mining by around 50%, according to this Verge article. Um, and they're going to offer crypto, cryptocurrency mining processors for Ethereum miners instead. Uh, the Verge says these will include the best performance for mining and efficiency, but they won't handle graphics at all. Uh, and then that way these CMP products may not impact the availability of GeForce GPUs to, to gamers. Um, so they, uh, they also have stated, I, I believe Nvidia has gone back and said they are not planning to nerf the, uh, the other cards that have already been released in any way, shape of shape or form. Uh, also reported by the Verge. Um, and they are very clearly insisting that this type of thing is not going to, uh, interrupt or, or take away from their, their actual GPUs for video game purposes. Can't they just like turn it off? (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what they're doing. Yeah. But like, if, if you don't want your shit to be used that way, make it so you can't use it that way. And then, you know, I don't, I don't know, man, like. Or also don't lose a fucking giant shipping container full of your graphics cards like in the middle of the ocean either. Like that also helps. Like I, I think um my my biggest concern about this is that it goes to kind of um the idea that the company that makes this hardware would be able to limit what you're able to do with their hardware sucks. It's already a reality with like processors and all other kinds of hardware, so it's not new. But, uh, you know, it's a bit of a bummer that we need to even get to this point where they need to say we're going to uh, hamper our hardware, albeit in a very selective way, um, so that it's not useful for doing the thing that people want to do with it. I'm with you on that, like, freedom of use kind of thing, but also, like, are, are these graphics cards intended for this purpose? Like, you know what I mean? Like... If it's not intended for that purpose, like why are you? you know, I don't know. I, I not like I'm sitting here like mine, you know, mining Ethereum right now or not? <laughs> Am I? I don't think so. Facebook's probably mining Ethereum through my computer for currently. Yeah, well, not, not for me. Any, it's for not, them because I'm not getting yeah. shit out of it. You're not getting any profit from it. But anyways, I, like if uh, this actually helps, that'd be great. But I also feel like there was some some point in time where NVIDIA was like, we're going to release these types of like, I feel like they tried to do this already and it didn't work, although I wasn't able to find any of that and, and figure out what products they were specifically speaking of that were supposed to be able to do this. That were supposed to be able to like that were geared specifically towards crypto. Um, But. I don't know. I don't think this is actually going to fix anything. I don't think this is going to work. I think people are still going to be like, hey, 3070s are still going to be like, this is basically them saying like, the 3060s are so efficient and they're cheap enough that these are the ones that they're going to try and gobble up. Like the people in the low end are going to try and gobble up to be in the crypto mining business. But I still think like, it's not like nobody was buying a 3090 or a 3070 to mine shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't I don't understand enough about cryptocurrencies and mining or any of that shit in general, so I really shouldn't have an opinion about any of this because <laughs> I don't get it. Um, 
That's not how news works nowadays, John. You don't need to know things to comment on it. Yeah, no, I know. I just read the headline. Um, But, yeah, I just, like, I don't understand um, how any of it works. So, to me, it's just like, it's it's, like when you you talk about, like, you know, crypto mining businesses or whatever the hell, like, that just sounds fucking asinine to me. Like, there's... (laughs) What are they, you got a bunch of dudes sitting in a fucking like $200 office that they, you know, on Greenfield Road here that they rented <laughs> with like fucking six computers hooked into a power supply, like fucking mining, mining yep. ripple let's or something. Go get our, like, let's go get our business license and our, and our loan and get I that mean, give me going. A fucking, get, yeah. And then get the PPP money. And like, we'll be set, man. You don't have to pay any of that shit back. Well, nobody likes to actually work these days. No, fuck no. Working that. sucks, dude. It's just one of those things where it's like, I this is great and all, and it, it pays great lip service or whatever, but like the fact that they're like, hey, this is going to help us, but in the end, they're like, oh, but we're not going to nerf our other products either, and they're still going to be available and do the same things they've always done. Like, yeah. Great like, that you'll point? be able to buy a fucking 3060 if you want, but if you want a 3080, good luck. It's still going to be right. off the shelf because we can't make enough of them. And I still, I still get the them. notices from like from like B and H or whatever where it's like, hey, you wanted to be reminded about yeah. this prod product, but guess what? It's still gone. And I'm just like, man, like, why? Like, just fucking take me off the list at this point. I suppose. I guess I need to click the link to do that. But at the same time, like. <laughs> If you're never going to have it back, stop sending me the emails, man. <laughs> like, Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, moving along. Yep. Um, Crypto's dumb. Crypto is dumb. John, you posted this one from PC Gamer, where Apple is subpoenaing Valve as part of its legal battle with Epic. And Valve yeah, essentially, um, Apple's making this argument that, like, Valve just needs to give them this, you know, little bit of information uh, that they, so that they can use it in their case. Uh, it doesn't really go into detail about like why they need this information necessarily, but it's not a little bit of information. It's they literally want like every bit of private information that like Valve has on the game, like every game that's in the Steam store, every piece of DLC that's in the Steam store, how many people downloaded each and every little bit and piece, how much it hmm. costs, how all the different fluctuations in price over the, you know, I think it's over a span of time too, like a few years they wanted to know, but it's essentially like a massive amount of information that nobody like giving this information to Apple would, would probably be like very detrimental to the way steam operates their business. It could fuck them over royally giving this mm-hmm. up to Apple somehow, but it's, it's their way of, I'm assuming it's their, it's going to be their way of arguing their case that, you know, their business model, they have to charge Epic X amount of dollars or cents per transaction or what, however the hell it works. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of asinine. The, um, like the, what they're asking for is just like, I can't believe like anybody would even have the balls to ask for it and to minimize it as if like, this is just a little thing you just need to hand (laughs) over to us. And it's not a little thing. This is literally everything, every bit of data that steam has about their games. Like it's not, this is not a small thing to hand over. It's not like they're going to be like, here's a thumb drive with a couple, you know, here's a 32 gigabyte thumb drive. I got at micro center for free when I bought something. uh, And it's got all this information on it. It's not that like this is like 
it is an, an insane amount of very important data about how Steam operates, and Apple wants it. And well, and it it looks like so the initial request had something like thirty thousand games that they were asking for, and they've narrowed it down to six hundred. Um, but they they're asking for uh things such as uh every version of a product, all digital content and items, sale dates, and every price range from twenty fifteen to the present day. Gross revenues for each version broken down individually and all of Valve's revenues from it. Uh, and and Valve is fighting back. Valve is very much... They have a legal team that is prepared to fight this. Um, and, and Valve is basically saying this is not broad and they absolutely don't necessarily need to give any of this information because it's not really pertinent. Um, but no, this is interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't really quite understand what... Um, what point Apple's looking to make other than to maybe try and illustrate like here's what here's what this other big competitor in this space does in terms of like charging different uh different developers different amounts based on how much their games sell and things of that nature cuz Valve has a slightly different business model over the the um over the Apple Store and over the console makers where they do give a little bit more leeway for smaller uh they they take a smaller chunk for games that aren't as big of sellers so if you're an indie developer it's a little bit easier to make a little bit more money on valve than it would be to say on uh on the ios store um and so i have to imagine this has something to do with that but uh you know exactly what they want to do with that information in in their fight against epic i'm not a legal mastermind so i don't quite know (laughs) I I just think I think Apple just needs to stay in their fucking lane. They're like this is this is all bad. <laughs> I guess they just want everyone's information like Facebook. Yeah. No, and I think the legal team will or the the legal system will hopefully shake out in a way that is fair and makes sense. Um I don't I mean know the reality I like trust in that, the, what but. what I don't what I don't understand in this in in terms of this sort of stuff is like the modern the modern, uh, the youth of today, as they call them, the 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 young the younglings, the zoomers, uh, the zoomers, uh, they like convenience. Okay, so like when when Epic goes and says, "Hey, you can now buy this shit cheaper through our store if you want," like that's cool and all, and I'm sure like some people who are you know who want to deal with like the loophole of having to, you know, I got to load up the Epic thing and I got to buy the credits here. And then I got to make sure they load into my account. That's cool and all. But like for me, if, if I played Fortnite on an iPad and I, and I was using their, like, you know, Apple services to do this, it's so much faster for me to click the thing in the game to buy the credits that I want and then put my thumbprint down to approve it than to have to jump through hoops to make it happen. So like, all Apple needs to do, it's not like Epic said, okay, you can only buy these credits through us. You can't buy them through Apple Store. They just said you can also buy them directly from us. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is if Apple just made it even easier for these kids to use their mom's credit card to fucking run up charges <laughs> buying credits on Fortnite, just make it easier to do that. I, I think uh, I think they've fought that legal battle too. Like I think there's also people fighting on the side of like it should not be this easy for my child to spend several thousand dollars in the game without me actually knowing about it. 
So yeah. I think well, th- that's, that's not theirs. But, but again, I think the thing is like that to me is on the parent for not going through the proper parental controls and settings. Yeah, for sure. I totally like, agree with you there. Because I'm a logical human being. I'm not some Yeah, I'm not I'm not that I'm not that asshole in Congress who who asked Sundar Pichai from Google, "Hey, how come my iPhone keeps showing my <laughs> my granddaughter photos of me banging a model or something like that?" And Sundar Pichai was like, uh, "I'd have to see the phone that you're talking about because we don't work for Apple." Like, <laughs> I well, and w- what I will say here is like personally, I fear a day where I have children and they can just like pick up my PlayStation five controller that's sitting on the table and turn on the PlayStation five without me knowing it. And, uh, you know, somehow they end up in the store and somehow they end up buying a game that I can't get a refund for. I don't know. I don't, I don't begrudge the idea that it should be hard to buy things and spend money. <laughs> like I think, I think generally it gets better. I'll be honest with you. If you think I'm going to let my daughter play video games, you are insane <laughs> because it has ruined my life and I'm not going to do that to her. <laughs> I don't, so. I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that you would let her, but in the idea that like when she's mobile enough, she can get to where some controller just happens to be sitting. And Hey man, that- if it's something I want to play, cool, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> if she's just gonna download roblox and like have a go- have a you know go at it then i'm not really interested but if she's buying me like you know whatever lunch boxes for uh vault what is it the fallout shelter that's yeah. fine i'll okay I, that's whatever not like yeah. i haven't already wasted enough money on that shit to begin <laughs> with but We'll see how how the Valve fight can or the Apple. Now that Valve has been dragged into this fight, I feel like Apple's even more screwed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think I, Apple's barking up the wrong tree with this. They need to just stay in their lane and back off and just make it easier for like make it easy like make the parental controls easier to use for stupid parents who can't figure out technology. But also like if because even still like. I I used I used to steal a lot of music off the internet. I mean, a f- like a fuck ton of music. Like, I would pay artists directly when I would go to their shows if they ever came through town. But I would tell them directly, "I stole your album off the internet. Here's ten bucks to pay for it." Whatever they were charging <laughs> for the CD, I would do that all the time because I appreciate the artists themselves. When Apple came out with the iPhone and they put iTunes directly on the phone, and I could purchase albums right there without having to like fuck around with anything and it would just download it to my phone instantly i started buying more albums yeah like straight up i was spending money directly to do that all the time like anytime my friends would like post their albums that they released musically i would buy that shit like instantly in itunes if it was in itunes i was buying it right away because it was literally a button press i didn't have to think about it i didn't have to like type in anything it had my credit card saved I maybe had to put in my password or whatever, but at the time, my password was only seven characters, not fucking 35 with, like, eight different special characters and symbols and numbers and shit. But they made it really easy to do that and convenient, and so it became the way I operated. Now, I, I hate the streaming services because I can't... I'm not buying albums from my friends anymore. I'm giving them plays, which is cool, but they're getting less money from me than they would have normally, which sucks. But it's the only way these things operate now because none of my friends are releasing physical media anymore. They're only releasing a digital, and it's all being streamed. So make it make it easy, and people will do it. So if Apple just made it easy for people to buy the shit, 
it would. I don't. I don't see how you make it any easier than put my thumbprint on this thing. Like it's pretty fucking easy. Like I think they're 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 greedy. Like I know I've said this before. They want every bit of that thirty percent they're making off of these purchases. The, the way you and make think- it easier is instead because I think when you do it, if you're buying credits or any kind of like you know lunch boxes or whatever the hell you're doing, it takes you out of the game into the app store to do it and then back you have to click back to go to the game it just needs to be implemented directly in the game it's it's pretty direct now like it'll pop up a little window that's like put on your thumbprint and then it goes away and it's like here's your v bucks but i think what they're pissed about is the idea that like the majority of these people who are getting v bucks into the system are probably already purchasing cards at their 7-eleven because they're fucking seven years old and that's the only way they can purchase the thing so then they take that card and go over to Epic.com and put it in, and then it loads up on whatever device you're using. Apple's not seeing any of that money. So then the idea that that Epic would come in and say, hey, give us money and give it directly to us, and we'll give you more V-Bucks, you know, that pisses Apple off. It's And, hey, you know what? If you wanted your shit on Apple, you got to play by their rules. That's the way I see it in general. Cool. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Brian, right. uh, what happened at BlizzCon this week? Uh, in my mind, a whole lot of nothing except for some cool Diablo stuff. Like what? Uh, honestly, I didn't even keep up with BlizzCon that well, so you might be asking the wrong person. <laughs> All right, well, Diablo 2 Resurrected has been formally announced. It is a yeah. remake of Diablo 2 that is coming for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it will have controller support on PC, and uh, mm. I believe it is going to have cross-progression, not necessarily cross-play, but I don't know that for sure. Um, but people are excited about this. I heard there's some really interesting stuff here about how the original game ran at like 25 frames per second, and you're going to be able to do the switch back and forth so they're somehow doing some weird math to make it so that the 60 frames per second version of the game that you're actually playing plays over the 25 frames per second game that it originally was. I don't know how that works. It sounds that like sounds crazy magic science and uh, and yeah, I don't I don't get it. But every time you switch, it builds them a Bitcoin. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then um, the other big announcement that was made uh, in terms of things that people weren't necessarily expecting, not that that Diablo 2 remake was a pretty terribly kept secret, but World of Warcraft Classic will be getting the Burning Crusade expansion, uh, which was the first expansion released for the original World of Warcraft. Uh, and so, the last one I ever played. <laughs> so there was a pretty big question mark as to how they were going to treat this classic... Uh, world of warcraft situation um and whether or not they would continue running through these old um expansions or not and it looks like they're going to do that um but that's interesting you know and maybe they're just on like a 10-year cycle with world of warcraft now where they'll just start it over again every 10 years yeah that's kind of (laughs) weird that's just crazy man (laughs) like the how many a, people do they know how what are the numbers on that? How many people play World of Warcraft? I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh Zach is saying they'll probably stop with the next one, which was the Lich King, wasn't it? I don't remember. Four point eighty eight million people. Play what? To play World of Warcraft. 
is that also World of Warcraft classic, or is that? I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Yeah, let's add classic to the end here. Because I think you only pay the one subscription, and you have all of it. Like you have both of those available. Twenty four point four million people play World of Warcraft classic. I don't oh. think that's true either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, that's what it says according it seems to like a lot MMOpopulation.com. I feel like that's the peak World of Warcraft amount of people that have ever played World of Warcraft, but I could be wrong. It it has uh, an average of nine hundred twenty eight thousand players daily. Hmm. <clears throat> um, other quick hits: Blizzard Arcade Collection was announced and came out that day. It includes games such what? as The Lost Vikings, Blackthorn, and Rock and Roll Racing. Uh, I Dude. believe so. I never Launching. played Lost Vikings. I heard it was cool. Blackthorn is sweet, though. I want to play that again. I've never heard of any of these games, but uh, I have a boxed you're, copy you're too of Blackthorn. Young. Yeah, they came out when you were like two, right after the hoop and stick, right? I remember Blackthorn having a pretty aggressive marketing campaign back in the day. Like there were several full page ads in like EGM and Game Informer and shit like that. Uh, but yes, it is out now, according to IGN, Brian. So uh, go pick it up. I don't know Where? how much it is. Uh, today on PC and consoles. So probably on PC. Blizzard.net or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, check that out. Uh, the latest World of Warcraft game is also or expansion has a new patch coming out with more content. And then, of course, they did a little bit on Hearthstone, Diablo 4, and uh, and Overwatch 2. But, uh, you know, those last two are not going to be out this year, as we said on our last episode, I believe. So lots of BlizzCon news. Uh, you know, there's only two Blizzard games that I like. Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness, and Diablo 1. And... I've never beaten Diablo 1, uh, and that's those are probably the only two that I'm ever going to like, so, you know, it's fine. Have you never played Diablo 2? I think I tried once, and I was like, this isn't Diablo 1, and then I stopped playing it. You're right, it's better. And didn't they, they got rid of the ability to so. um, restart, like, with all your gear and stuff, right? New Game Plus kind of thing? It wasn't like a New Game Plus. Well, I guess it is a new game plus. Like you could basically the way I played Diablo One is I would play like the first three, uh, like story missions. Like you know, it's it was usually the the well, the poisoned well, the butcher, and King Leoris or whatever Leoric, and I would do those three, and then I would restart with all the gear I had gained from doing that, because mm-hmm. you could save the gear as long as you carried it on your person you could then start a new game using the same character with all the same gear that you have on your person. Oh, um, that's interesting. Cause I, used, no, like I used to just stash stuff in the world map. Like I, when I go back to, um, what's the town called? Uh, Tristram. Yeah. Right. When I yep. go back to Tristram, I would go to the well and I would like, like dump all the gear that I didn't want to carry with me and then go back in and explore and find more shit. But I would start a new game. Like I would, I would go back out, I'd take everything I wanted, and I'd sell the stuff that I didn't, and so I'd have a bunch of gold, and then I would start a new game with a shitload of gold and all these sweet new pieces of gear, and I'd already have, like, the butcher's cleaver, and then I would go through and, like, do it again, but I'd, I'd be so powerful that, like, I could just wipe through, like, the first three, and then I would get all kinds of extra shit and experience from doing it and just keep leveling my character that way, grinding, 
and then I would do a full playthrough. I've beaten it one time, maybe two times. Like, I don't know. That sounds great. I didn't know that was a thing because all but that I was, would do that was only in the first one. And that's why I didn't mm-hmm. play the second one is because they wouldn't allow you to do that. The, the, the way that I would play Diablo one is I would make a character and then I would get to the butcher and I would shoot them from the doorway as the rogue. And then yeah. I would stop playing the game. <laughs> and then I'd do that again, like a few years later. And then I would stop. And you know, that's the only way that I played Diablo one, but I liked it. It was nice. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. If, if I got if I got to a butcher map where there wasn't a place for me to close the door and shoot through the grating at the yeah. butcher, yep. I would restart. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Uh Nintendo Direct, final piece of news here. There's a lot of news here. Splatoon three was announced for the Switch coming next year, which is Nobody exciting. Cares. Nobody asked I, for it. I'm excited for it. I'm I love Splatoon. It was a lot of fun. Um uh, Monster Hunter Rise is coming soon. There's a new Mario Golf game that is coming. That's exciting. That is very exciting. I, I didn't yeah, ask for great. it, but I want it very much. I need a Switch just so I can play that with you guys and John can whoop my ass in it all the time. That sounds fun. We should do just that. Just like he did in GTA Golf. Sunday morning tea time for Mario Golf. <laughs> we um, all get up. We get McDonald's <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> yes. That's our idea of being active. <laughs> Well, yeah, That's, like as soon as uh, I mean, we could actually rises. go golfing for real if you guys no, wanted to, but that would be a that. fucking embarrassment, man. I think I, I just, have some I, shitty clubs I left at Ricky's. I just want to play Mario Golf every Sunday at the same time. Um, John, you should be interested in this. There's a a uh, Final Fantasy Tactics style game from the Project Octopath. I did see Traveler. that. It looked very cool, but I if it's not. If it's not tactics, I don't know if I'm all that interested. It, I mean, uh, if you're saying if it's not specifically Final Fantasy tactics, Be- because part of what I love about tactics and tactics advance and even Final Fantasy 12, which is now available on Game Pass for everybody interested, um, is the job system is is the world of Evilise in mm. Final Fantasy lore. Like I specifically love that particular world and lore and everything. And they don't. There's only a set. Like, because Final Fantasy only has a few games where they reuse the same world yeah. points, and it's mainly just it looks exactly like Final Fantasy Tactics, but just like higher resolution and shit. Like, it looks really cool. It looks good. It's yeah. probably going to be awesome. I'm probably um, going to end up buying it, but I, it, I, it, I might fall off of it much like I do a lot of other games. Well, there's a demo that's out now, um, I believe. So you should so maybe should give that check a try. It out. Maybe um, in the next episode I can talk about it. Yeah, but it's called Project Triangle Strategy, and that's a working title, of course. But uh, yeah, look forward to that coming. It's probably uh, something way more graceful in Japanese, but that English translation like really butchered it. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Did they do they have the Japanese here? So no, they don't show it. I should look it up <laughs> in the other in the other in the Japanese version of the Nintendo direct and see what they call it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably like, cause I'm assuming if, if it's called triangle. project triangle strategy, I'm assuming like you can group three play three of your characters together to do some like epic attack or something much like sweet Coden or like, you know, Maybe. any of those other like, you know, which even in sweet Coden, like, I don't think I ever really used that ability cause I never had the right characters paired up in my party. I use that shit all the time. Like, I went out one time with all five of the fucking uh, 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 blacksmiths just so I could see their unity attack. <laughs> you, you should, you should, uh, 
you you should do a playthrough of the first three code and, <laughs> and stream that shit. I, need I to. bet you would have a lot of people watch that and and just call it like you're you're collecting all hundred eight stars and you're going to beat the game or whatever. Yeah, no, I need to do that. I've been meaning to do that at some point, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon. Uh, the other huge piece of news from the Nintendo Direct is that uh, people were huge. expecting Breath of the Wild 2 news, but they literally came out and said, hey, we don't have any news for you yet, but we will later this year. Um, but they are putting out Zelda Skyward Sword HD. This is the uh, the second Zelda game that came out on uh, the Wii. Is now going to be remastered for the Switch. You got uh, like people got to go back and watch that like particular part of the announcement because it was just funny where they're like, "I bet you're expecting some Breath of the Wild too." <laughs> yeah, but we don't uh, have any. Sorry about nope. that. <laughs> <laughs> What dicks. Yeah, it was a bit of a bummer. But uh, Skyward Sword... That's the new game for the DS is Nintendix. Um, (laughs) It's coming out soon. (laughs) Uh, Skyward Sword I'd always heard was uh, good, if maybe too long. Um, But I also heard that the the waggle controls were kind of stupid. Mm -hmm. And so this version does have a way for you to play it using just the controller. Um, which is exciting, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I'll probably check it out cause I always wanted to play through it. I heard how good it was. Um, but yeah, it, what was that the it's not. first one for Wii? Uh, Twilight Princess was the GameCube slash Wii release that came out. Hmm. It was on both. Um, I played one of those a, a bit. I don't remember which one. Twilight Princess was okay, uh, and they did eventually remaster that in HD along with Wind Waker, and those both came out for the Wii U. So my expectation is that in this year of the 35th anniversary of Zelda, we will probably see those games come out on the Switch so they can continue to make money off of them. Look at that dude's nipple rings in that video there. That's funny. (laughs) They have a good art department. Yeah. But no, it's, you know... Zelda games are are usually pretty great, and I feel like this one would be pretty solid. So I I'm looking forward to checking it out. It was even really like it was funny how in the actual show they had a part that was like this uh, the climbing stamina circle bar is from from Breath of the Wild is something that started in this game as almost if to be like hey we don't have Breath of the Wild for you but this one this is kind of Breath of the Wild ish for you <laughs> to play here's this bullshit cock tease of Breath of the Wild for you <laughs> yeah. this was uh, Breath of the Wild before Breath of the Wild yeah so um, this is where we got the idea for that ring of stamina <laughs> yeah the only other thing that I wanted to mention there's a bunch of other news and people should look up the uh, the the full list of announcements if they can but there's something interesting called the, uh, they're calling it the, they're calling it by its original name, but they're putting out these two games called the Famicom Detective Club. And these are remakes of games that came out for the original Famicom that they are putting out in the U.S. for the first time. They did full localizations of these and translated them to come out now. And I think they're 35 bucks a piece on the eShop, but you get $10 off of one if you own the other one. Um, so it's, I don't know how good they are, but I think it's kind of cool. They made like, it's basically like an anime detective novel, like kind hmm. of. Uh, I mean, with the popularity like of like the, what is it, Ace Attorney or whatever? Yeah. Like those yep. games. And then what's the, there's another one. Um, 
was it like Danganronpa or something like that is like a similar? I don't version? know. I have no idea. But those those games are like pretty popular now. Some somehow. I mean, it's you know what you know what I want. <laughs> bring bring me some like Carmen San Diego. Like, yeah. where's that shit at? Like, I love playing those games. That was fun as hell. Like, where in the world's Carmen San Diego? Yeah, you learn the, shit. And like, those games are too smart for people nowadays. You I like actually. Look I liked in using. A, yeah, you had to use an almanac for that. Yeah, shit. exactly. Which <laughs> came with the damn. It was like the heaviest box ever because there's an almanac cram in there. Um, that shit's great about, though. So you're not gonna mention Splatoon three? I feel like that's he did. He mentioned it at the top, and I said I don't oh, care yeah, about. Oh yeah, my bad. Whoops, that was the first I thing zoned I out. <laughs> yeah, no, I I like Splatoon. I'm excited for more. I think no, it'll be I, fun. I, I would like to pick up a Switch again at some point. Yeah, I just uh, I'll sell you mine really when I quit I video games. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Well, I mean, if it's cheap enough, but I want a new one. I was gonna say, life. yeah, I was I was getting to the point where I'm kind of like, I could get the battery battery life one now. Do you want to buy mine? But uh, no. The I only other thing I'll say, or light. They're bringing uh, they're bringing Outer Wilds also to the Switch, which is great because that game is incredible and more people need to play it. So uh, Zach is mad because uh, he's saying more excited for Splatoon than Diablo unsubbed. I'm uh, super excited for Diablo Four. But that's not coming out this year, for sure. So I just, uh, you know, but Diablo Two Remastered. Am I more excited for that than I am a game that is actually brand new? I'm I mean, not sure. Let's be honest. Nothing's really going to come out this year at all, anyways. <laughs> so it seems like it. That's ev- everything. Part of our news too, right? Yeah, blood bloodlines. Uh, what's it the called? Vampire, Vampire the, Masquerade, the Masquerade Bloodlines Two is not coming out ever now. Basically, it's on indefinite hiatus. Much like uh, Dying Light Two has also been put on a similar indefinite this hiatus. Is why you're quitting video games, right? Yeah, those are two games that I was super pumped about. Um, and yeah, I really, like, I don't know, man. I, that's the thing is, I feel like the last few games that I've, like, a lot of the games that I've played lately, I just, I haven't been super excited about, so I don't end up having this really good experience with them. So I'm, I'm a little bummed that like the games that I get excited about just either shit the bed, i.e., cyberpunk, or like uh, they just don't come out at all. So uh, I thought you were really into Demon Souls. Yeah, I'm into it, but I also haven't touched it since December. So there's that. Gran Turismo uh, 7 also got delayed today yep. as well um, as a part of some of those Sony announcements that came next out. year. Mm, yes. Car games. So there's like down. nothing coming out for PS5 this year, basically. Pretty much. It was pointless of them to even fucking release the thing other than... I'm just going to wait for PS6 at this Ratchet point. Ratchet & Clank is coming. I'm excited for that. Um, is it, though? Yeah. It's supposed to come in June. I don't know. Mm, that's I'm too still, far out. It could get delayed. Still glad to own my PS5, uh, especially seeing as how Gojo bought a uh, a submarine in Grand Theft Auto Five Online, and uh, and we we played some some good parts. I forgot to mention that in the, what we've been playing. It was it was pretty fun. He now has full control of a, a submarine, which also has two other submarines that can come out of it that are smaller. Is that which- game? optimized for ps5 now not yet it's still coming i think in the latter half of the year uh and as such they're giving you a million dollars in game every time you play it uh each month uh each yeah, month are they really 
Yeah. Because they were supposed to give me a million dollars for starting to play on PC, and I never got it, and I contacted them, and they never got back to me. Yeah, well, so I don't fuck know. them. Can't can't help you there, but uh, yeah. Anyway, let's not forget that the Outriders demo comes out on Thursday. There we yes. go. You can't quit gaming yet. You got to play that with me. I'll play the demo, but I'm going to play it on PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is it, it cross-platform? Cross-play? I don't know. I don't, does it say that somewhere on here? I don't fucking... It... Oh, you're dead to me. I'm going to have to split off and have my own podcast separate from you then, I guess, if you're not going to play games with me. Outriders will I'm... fully support cross-play, meaning you will be able to explore Enoch with any of your friends on any other platform. Cool. Cool. Uh, I don't know if the demo has that or not, uh, let's take a look. Here's a story from VG247. Um, and it says here, this is a demo, not a beta. Release time, preload, auto access, demo content. The Outriders demo supports crossplay between all of the game's platforms. The feature is being beta tested over the next couple of weeks, so you'll need to manually turn it on in the game settings if you want to play with friends across different sy- systems. Yeah, no, that might let's... be too much for you to turn it on, so I guess I'll just play alone. <laughs> Let's uh, let's plan to play that before the next episode. We can talk. Sounds about good. It then. Does it does it also have cross progression? I couldn't tell you. Because like I, it'd be cool. I don't know like why I, I wouldn't. That's 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 another thing I'd like to discuss real quickly is like cross progression. Like if games offered that, I would probably buy the game twice to have it on PC and PS5. Just saying. I think I've I've said that exact same thing before uh, on this. Podcast. I've said it a million times. Like these these companies discussion. are like if you're not doing cross progression. You're fucking stupid. I bought the Division Two three times now because it it has cross progression between. I don't know if it does on on PlayStation between PC and PlayStation, but it definitely has it between Stadia and PC. Like my those are the same character, which is awesome. Like I can play Division Two on Stadia or on my PC, and I'm using the same shit. I paid for that shit twice, and I paid for the expansion pass twice to be able to do that. So if more games did that, I will buy them twice. Fuck it. Give me a package deal where I can buy the game for all the platforms. <laughs> hey, here's the deluxe edition. It's a hundred bucks. You can play it on every platform. Done. I would yeah, I would throw money some, at that right now. I feel like there's some games I would do that with, but I also don't really play that many games where this would matter that much, you know? So yeah. I don't know. Like, it, this would have been great back in the days of Destiny 1, where it was like, you guys had your Xbox crew, and mm-hmm. there were some people on PlayStation, and we couldn't all necessarily play together or whatever, and some people had to start characters over again and all that crap. Yep. Like, it would have been great back then, but they didn't have it. And now they do, and that's well, cool Well, what was all, funny about the Xbox crew thing is it all ended up, we all ended up on PlayStation 4. <laughs> like- everybody ended up on PlayStation 4, and then everybody moved to PC, and also, yeah, but like Rainbow now, Six was the catalyst for that. And then when D2 came out, like we were all like, oh, Destiny on PC. I yeah. love it. Oh, the, the fucking European dead zone is so great. Oh, this game sucks. It's <laughs> pretty much how it went. But anyways, yeah. yeah uh, Square Enix, if you're listening, which you're probably not because nobody else does, but if you are listening <laughs> and you hear me talk about how I want to play Outriders on every platform. Just just give me a $100 version where I can play it on everything. That's all. Yep. Cool. Anyways. 
Tune into our side quest where we talk about our Fallout special characteristics and what perks we would pick for ourselves. Yeah, do that. If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. You can uh, get the side quest a week early. By listening, uh, by by signing up for our Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K. Tomsey, Chris K. Allen K. for the contributions. Uh, also, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Please rate and review us. It's awesome. It'd be great if you did. It helps us look better on those platforms. Uh, and also, we are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe on our Twitch as well and use your free Amazon Prime subscription on us to throw us a few extra bucks to help us pay for our video game addictions. Uh, Yeah, next time, hopefully we will talk about Outriders and maybe uh, Triangle Strategy Crisscross 69 420 Blaze It (laughs) or whatever it's called from Square Enix as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's all. I think, right? Yep, that's it. All right, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Everybody on Twitch, thanks for watching. We love you all, all of our homies. And yes, uh, Zach, I am super pumped for Mario Golf. Suck it. (laughs) That is all. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. We are ready. Okay. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwest game.